Excusez-moi. Welcome to another episode of Kill James Bond. I'm Alice Cordor Kelly. I'm joined, as always, by my friends Abigail Thorne and Devon. Bonsoir. How you doing? <laughs> Listeners, you didn't see that, but Devon just lifted their arms to wave at you. How you doing? And then I remembered half a second later that you can't okay. see them. First of all, I'm trying to get the energy up. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm catching strays in the first minute. I was asleep. Moments ago, <laughs> I'm trying to get myself in the mood for this. Um, but hi, how you doing, everyone? I'm waving like it's CBBC. That's right, and it's, on, it's the season it of solidarity. We're working out. We're working our way through the IMDb list of every Eurospy movie until we run out of strike or we run out of movie. And so far, <laughs> we are up to something else. <laughs> yeah, something else happens until something else happens. Anyway, we are doing a movie that has about five titles, none of which I remember. It's the second OSS Sandy set with Cohen Matthews. And I have it down mm-hmm. as OSS Sandy set Panic in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. Devon has it down as like fucking Shadow of Evil. Shadow of Shadow Evil. Shadow of Evil, which I think, yeah. Not to pull that out of their ass, I think. Yeah, in French it's like a bonkar bonkok, which, uh, yeah, it's fucking joke language. I like this one. It's good! It's good! It's, it was good! I had a good time, is what happened with this one. You know, we didn't sigh when we started this episode. That's usually how you could tell. I've been, like, fucking, like, clicker-trained by these movies now, so I'm just, like, the whole time I watch one, I'm on tenterhooks waiting for the time for- Waiting for, like, the guy to come out in blackface mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But instead, the whole time, I'm just like, no, this is fine. It's a sort of middle-tier Roger Moore-era Bond movie, inexplicably in French. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 1960... Four, four. Yeah. Same year as um, Goldfinger. Which is incredible. Oh, really? They in France. France was like a decade ahead of, of the UK in bond technology. Yeah. They were god. making bonds the likes of which we had no idea. We had no clue. If the next one has skiing in in nineteen sixty five, <laughs> we will know that they were ripping off of SS or set. <laughs> yeah. They had the sort of access to the time machine for this. But no, so we begin, as is classic, as is Sunnah for us, with a double O nine. We have and to. <laughs> I love that this guy is is in a car driving in front of a projector screen. He's like wiggling the, the steering wheel and not turning at all. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to talk about the wiggling because when you watch this movie, one thing that's immediately apparent is every single car is like bouncing up and down like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like both in the shots that they do effects for and in the location shots. And I don't know whether this is just because... 1964 Thailand had like very bad roads. I don't know whether because it's the suspension was tuned wrong or something, but like this motherfucker is bouncing up and down the road like a kangaroo. They had very bouncy cars in the 60s. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Bouncy automobiles. Bouncy. And <laughs> suspension <laughs> made of jelly. 
That's right. He's bouncing up and down in Bangkok. And of course, we do have to get some obligatory kind of racist Asian style music just to kind of set the scene. Yeah, yeah. The music in this film is incredible. This is the bit that Mm. I didn't like so much. But generally speaking, it's really good. Also, something else which I noticed is that all Mm. as the titles are appearing, like, film de whatever... Um, yeah. they're all in like really brightly colored letters and I was like why that just seems like totally out of place it's so weird that you'd have it. and then I realized oh it's because this film's in color and they're really excited about that yeah yeah 100% they're like look at all the colors we could do yeah like <laughs> the last Cohen Matthews OSS from last year um, was black and white so they're, mm-hmm. they're just excited about it yeah he's in technicolor mm. yeah this guy, this so this guy who's bouncing along in in his his trifle car is is double oh nine. He gets to a hotel room and is immediately killed. <laughs> he doesn't get into mm. the hotel. I think he just gets out and is shot. Yeah, oh, yeah, I do remember. <laughs> right, they do him like Doctor No Star. Right, there's two guys. Right, and they have developed a flawless assassination technique, which is. One of you drives the mm-hmm. car, one of you leans out the car window with a Sten gun, and you just shoot the guy. Mm-hmm. Nobody pretends yeah. to be blind. No. They just no. shoot him. Yeah, <laughs> and it works perfectly. They clap as that. Like, I honestly, I had a bit of face blindness in this opening sequence because I know they're going to recast OSS on set a bunch of times. Oh, so for a second, no. I was just like, is that OSS? Did you just, ki- you just killed Uber Bonisseur de la Bat? Like, he's just dead now. No, it would be a classic Bond fake-out, though. It's like me at the start of all the Connery Bonds. It's being like, oh, fuck, they killed JB. Oh, <laughs> that was just a different guy who happened to have the same initials. That's right. No, this is this is French 009 oh. Christopher something. Don't remember the rest of his name. Lemon, yeah, Christopher I think? Lemon, uh, brother of Jack. Mm. Uh, and well-remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kill his ass dead. At which point we go to, I guess, New York? Like, uh, to get briefed yeah once again this guy is from louisiana yes we get a classic scene where m says bond here's the deal with this movie because oss yes. is on the firing range he's a he's doing like he's a great shot he gets called in to see m m's like oss sandy said the film has begun which means 009 is dead um and he was he was investigating uh some some labs in thailand where vaccines they, are they produced on like getting too close to the truth about the vaccines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these vaccines mm. are getting shipped mm. to India, and then people in India are mysteriously getting sick. Um, and they're all made in this lab in Bangkok. So go to Bangkok, fuck around and find yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. See what's up. We're told that these vaccines come from the Hogby Laboratories, which is a fucking mm. hobby lobby ass name, but because it's French, it's Ogby. This dude is supposed to be English, this Ogby dude later on. Do you know what we don't get? Ooh, uh, we don't get a Q scene. Don't get a Q scene? Don't get a money penny. Oh. Or a money penny scene. He doesn't sexually harass anyone in the office. Because OSS is has learned his lesson from the last film not to sexually harass anyone or his boss will simply cockblock him. But also because <laughs> he's too gay. made him go to a mandatory training seminar. He has watched a 45-minute DVD about how he's making his female co-workers uncomfortable. Yeah. And he doesn't get any gadgets because OSS Sandy set. Well, he does have one does. gadget later it's on. But that's very nice. stupid. But yeah, so that, that's great. That's that's the briefing. This, <laughs> this dude's been killed. Mm-hmm. Go replace him. Go find out what the deal is with these vaccines or whatever. What are they putting in the microchips yeah, in the yeah, vaccines? Yeah. Just, I just fucking got that. So, so he he gets on like presumably an Air France flight, gets to the airport, and we get 
honestly one of the all-timers in terms of like airport scenes. Mm-hmm. A classic. <laughs> yeah, because mm-hmm. he gets off the plane and there is the most spy-looking motherfucker waiting for him. And as he goes past, this yes. guy takes a little photo of him on his little Big camera. Big dude wearing sunglasses. <laughs> This motherfucker. <laughs> I think both Dev and I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> this is the funniest conceivable thing. Yeah. Right, first of all, he he takes this photo on the camera. We'll just say what happens, then I'll do the reveal. Sure. He takes the photo on the camera. I know SS on his goes, oh, this guy's clearly taken a spy camera photo of me because he's a spy. Goes over and just like bashes the thing out of his hand and is just like, oh, I'm so sorry. I must have ruined it. But it's it's a 120 film yeah, camera. Medium format. So just- <laughs> he he unfurls this whole roll of 120 films like, oh sorry, it looks like your film got fogged. And I'm like, I feel that spy's pain in that moment. I know how much those fucking rolls cost. He's just like, oh yeah, the whole thing's just fogged. Crazy. But, but then he's shooting like a Voigtlander. Besser as yeah, well, man. It's, it's like a six by nine. Yeah, he wants he wants negatives that are like this fucking <laughs> like six centimeters large. It's like a one twenty rangefinder with with like a bellows lens. People use microfilm for a reason. Yes, yeah, just, just a really big, implausibly large uh, like image. It's like the spy agency that employs this guy is like, I want to see this motherfucker's paws, right? <laughs> There's a guy in the airport waiting with a 70mm IMAX camera. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think I'm getting spied on Yeah, here. you get off the plane, the guy throws a cloak over himself and you see the flashbulb go off. Yeah. No, so, so, so he, Is this the guy who takes the man from Uncle Glossy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he yeah. bullies the guy for shooting 120, which is correct. Um, and then, he, he doubles down on this. He gets a little Minox tiny camera out of his out of his coat pocket, and he takes a photo of the guy. And is like, "Hey, do you want me to send you an enlargement of this?" And it's just like, "Ooh, fucking one twenty cells seething over Minox chads." <laughs> it's just, it's just such a dickhead thing to do to get your little tiny like spy camera out and be like in front of someone's face. That's like such a cunt thing to do. I really. It's like also it. so funny to be like. Hey, what's your address? I want to send you this photo. <laughs> yeah, because he uses that line a few times yeah, in like yeah, yeah. the upcoming yeah, is that a scenes. Thing that people did. I don't know. Enlargement. Uh, do you want an enlargement of this? He does this because, right? Enlarge my penis. Mm, he he goes to well. First of all, he's gonna go and get a cab. But he he does a good Sherlock Holmes thing. He gets the second cab instead of the first one, thereby thwarting. <laughs> although we never see this, the guy in the first cab who presumably had the like you know, remote locking doors, fucking gas mm-hmm. coming into the back system, just ready to go. That guy's sitting up front just like... <sighs> it's so fucking hard to get those installed in a new cab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, So he gets in a, an even tinier, shittier, bouncier cab. Um, he drives to the hotel. My notes say 60s Thailand looks really nice. Yeah, they've got these, like, um, at the risk of commercialism, like, n- flashing neon signs for a bunch of different brands. I really like them, yeah. I, yeah. Really, I really like them, yeah. I, I, I miss having a big flashing neon sign that's like a Coke bottle or something, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he, he drops off his, his luggage at the hotel and then immediately goes to Christopher Lemon's office 
Yeah, he goes to see uh, our man in Thailand, yeah. basically. He goes to see our, our Karen Bay character. And then he's like, beep, 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 white woman detected. He, like, fucking... Because mm-hmm. he hasn't nonced anyone yet. He hasn't even nonced anyone in the airport. And part of the reason why is because they're all Thai. And this movie's too racist to think that you can nonce a Thai woman. So he, like, has to that zero true, in yeah. on the nearest European who is, like, walking into work. And he literally just like goes up with his fucking shitty little Minox camera, follows her into a lift, takes a photo of her, and then does the same line again, where he's like, hey, do you want me to bring an enlargement of this over? How about I bring an enlargement of my penis? Stop, it, stop enlarging people, you freak! Like, you can't do this! Yes, you can. You can Enlarges your shit. It's also, this is one of like three times in the movie where I'm like, they took this and made it a joke in the new one. And you remember in OSS uh, Sandy set Rio ne Repent Pas, where he has the fucking camera, and then at the end of the movie, it turns out he's just been taking photos of like women's asses and stuff. Oh god, it shows all the photos in the credits. God, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that, It's from this! It's because they watched the original movies back and they decided which bits they were going to steal. It makes me so happy to see it. But yeah, so he goes to meet uh, Ali Karimbe, who is... Well, so first of all, he, he gives this woman his business card, and she, like, tears it up, doesn't speak to him, ignores him. Um, her name is Ava, and her boss is our man in Thailand, Mr. Leacock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who then briefs him. Really funny, because mm-hmm. he's, like, following this woman in, and she's just, like, just I mean, she walks into the office and is like, why are you fucking following me? Like, yells at the boss, just be like, get this motherfucker out of here. Mm-hmm. He comes out and he goes... Get out! And Hubert's <laughs> like, no. He's like, oh. I bet you All right, come in on then. in then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. So he, he briefs the guy and he's like, yeah, we, we don't know what the fuck's up with these vaccines, but they're all being made at this like one lab. I really like this scene because I think in a Bond film, this would have been quite functional. It would have basically just been another, like, you, here's the briefing thing. But the way they, the way Cohen Matthews plays it, the vibe is he doesn't think these guys are serious enough to figure out what's going yeah, he's on. He's just playing with his desk toys. He's just like walking around his office, picking up little like tchotchkes off of the shelves and being like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sure. May as well be like filing his nails or something, you know? Yeah. But he wants to be introduced to the like, uh, to like high society in Bangkok. So, he's like, so Leacock. And to Professor Hogg. Yes. So Leacock says, we'll make you an appointment with my secretary. Uh, and then we'll get you to this like U.S. embassy party where you can meet all of the like hoi polloi. Mm-hmm. At which point he goes, "Do you think you can trust your secretary?" And then pulls a like ultimate move where, where he's like <laughs> the whole time he's like, "Oh, she she trustworthy, you know, uh, considerate. Is she like, you know, she does she smell good?" He's backing towards the door, and as soon as it, he, the guy's like, "Yeah, yeah, I think she's pretty trustworthy," he like slams the door open. She's standing right there, listening in. Clearly, mm-hmm. it's like it's just doing it's, bits. I think it's pleasant. Like it's fun. He's he's having a great deal of, of fun mm. of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we meet a guy. Who I really like. Hmm. Which guy is this? We meet Mr. Sansak. Yes. Oh, yes. He needs a local sidekick. And so he goes and he meets, like, uh, the guy who used to work for the guy, you know, 009. Um, yeah, 009's like, friend and colleague, Mr. Sansak. He's a, a Thai guy. Or the character is Thai. I don't know about the actor. Um, and he's, he's going to be helping... Or says somebody said while he's in town, he's going to come back later, and I I love him. Good night, Cross. He's great. Really yeah. huge yeah. fan of Esco. He's really fucking Absolutely. cool. Um, and then he gets in a he gets in a car and he travels um straight to Hogby Labs. And my notes say Bond would have checked into the hotel 
But mm. OSS Sandy set gets right to work straight off the plane. There's no like, let's go to the bar or let's walk around my hotel room while the theme song plays. He's just like straight down to business. Yeah. Still business. And of course they stonewall him at the laboratories. They're like, but your secretary called to like cancel the appointment. He's like, mm, interesting. Uh, I I definitely will uh, like follow up on this later. Goes to leave. Well, he gets he gets followed by goons on the way to the oh, lab. On the as way well. to yeah, okay. On the way to the lab, he's followed by goons, and then he like jumps out of the the taxi and tells the taxi driver, "Keep going." And then <laughs> yeah. the taxi driver gets fucking shot. Yeah, he gets this dude killed yeah, for no reason. <laughs> and when he does, he like a second later goes past, sees the crashed taxi of the guy he just got killed, and makes a little like face, mm, and then just continues yeah. with his day. <laughs> Which is so fucking insulting. Bro, come on, man! <laughs> yeah, it could have felt a little bit worse about that, maybe. Yeah. But like, <laughs> a little bit, maybe. Um, it is funny, though, because all of the cabs he's getting in are, like, tiny, as as we've discussed, tiny little bouncy cars. He gets in a truck, and it's the best fucking truck I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's, it's incredible, yes. I, I took, like, several screenshots of this because I want this fucking truck so bad. Cannot be road legal, but... It's just this like baby blue up front, like a Chrysler front, and the whole thing was like wood all the way back. Like you love a baby blue. Would you drive this in your baby blue towel romper? Uh, yes, I would actually. Um, mm-hmm. I do love baby blue. I really I mean, do. You could make most of a vehicle out of wood until like mm. you know the nineties. You need seatbelts. No. It's a renewable resource. Absolutely not. But when he gets to Hogby Labs, um, they say, oh, somebody called and cancelled your appointment. I'm sorry. I know you've been on the waiting list for five years, but somebody's <laughs> fucked up. Um, and also, Professor Hogby's out of town, so so get fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you no, know, the three years you spent waiting for the other one don't count M- here. Most Fuck helpful off. receptionist, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got no choice but to go back to the hotel. Yes. So then he gets, he, he has a sort of understanding that they're going to try and break into his hotel room, right? Classic classic goon activity. So he enlists uh, Sonsac, right? His, uh, like, 009's friend. And he's like, alright, can you just watch my hotel room for a bit? I got you a stack of magazines and my one gadget. If shit gets weird, what you've got to do is you've got to grab this copy of, like, Great Expectations or whatever, and then there's an aerial that extends from the book, which mm-hmm. is... The funniest fucking thing. You just, really you just gotta like press this button and it will like summon me through a pack of cigarettes in my pocket, which will start beeping, and I'll know. That's his gadget! He's just got a book that has a button on it, and when you press the button on the book, it makes his cigarette packet beep. It's just like <laughs> I can see this, man. It's like if this is the mm. same year, remember, as as Sean Connery was given a gadget that was an Aston Martin with a fucking ejector seat only for the front passenger. <laughs> like, yeah. I I will take the weird general gadget over the insanely hyper specific one any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, of course, French kids so were not good. like lining up to play with their like book aerial play. They were set, all right? about it. <laughs> it was so in every store, every toys <laughs> toys shitters. In- cigarettes that beep <laughs> the cigarettes that alert you instantly yeah um so so at this point he leaves Sonsak mm-hmm. there and he goes to the embassy and we have this what what kind of white tie are they wearing because i've never seen this variation of white tie before so yeah they're not wearing bow ties they're wearing a kind of like a like a cravat almost the only thing i've ever seen like it is like um uh like the female like dress uniforms for, of, of the US military have a kind of similar under collar cravat thing. 
You're, that's such a specific pull that only you could have Thank made, that, and that's so good. I've, I've <laughs> never ever seen it worn by a man before, even. Like, uh, hmm. so everyone's wearing like white tuxedos uh, and these like black cravat things, um, hmm. and we have this like embassy party, and I love this aesthetic. It's the same as the video game Spy hmm. Party in a lot of ways, and it you know there, there's some fun jazz music. He runs into the the secretary again, along with Leacock, um, and then he tries to kiss her. She says no, he and then he's like, "Did you cancel the Hogby meeting?" And she's like, "Uh, uh, uh no." <laughs> yeah, he legitimately greets <laughs> her by evil. like wolf whistling at her too, which is yeah remarkable in like polite company in 1964. Um, but so at this point, we have to be introduced to our villain, who appears in. Oh my god, a dude! Fit. This is this oh is my god. yeah. First of all, incredible name, Doctor Sin. Mm -hmm. Great, two Great. ends, two ends like the German watch company. Yes. Now we're hitting. This is the no. stuff I'm here for. Doctor Sin. Sin. Doctor Sin. Johnny to his friends. Doctor Sin might fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a minute to recover. He now. comes out. He's all bald. <laughs> This so, dude's called Dr. Sin. He's so, so clearly evil. He looks like if you cast Apocalypse Now era Marlon Brando to play Professor Quirrell in Harry Potter 1. Yes. Oh he my likes, god, that's so good. <laughs> it's so good. You're like, oh shit. He might be doing brown face, but I will say, white turban with a white tuxedo is a fucking killer look. It's mm. really good. He never wears a turban again after this. No, he so just not sure does it for this one. <laughs> yeah, it was like his costume, right? Like, yeah, we do establish that he's a bit of a poser because mm. um, our man in Thailand, because it always says somebody says like, "Yo, is that the villain of the film?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's the villain of the film, Doctor Sin. He's a healer, magician, hypnotist, magus." Mm. <laughs> he's a okay. fucking wizard. He's a wizard. Yeah, he is it's a wizard. Like, what? He's called Doctor Sin. He's a wizard. Don't worry about also, it. <laughs> Dames love him, we're told. Yeah. <laughs> Women love so, him. At this point, he, he like inveigles an introduction to Dr. Sin. And what happens next is another thing that's a callback in a late in like the modern OSS Sunday set thing. You remember the bit in the first one where they're just trading nonsense proverbs? Yeah. Mm. They, mm. they do this because like Dr. Sin shows up and he's like from the mystical Orient, not specified. And so he says, like uh, the future is an illusion. Uh, the past also an illusion. The present possibly an illusion. Much to think about. And because OSS Sondiuset is like game and witty, he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, that reminds me of an old West proverb, <laughs> which." <laughs> oh, yeah. And the, the the like Wild West proverb. His cowboy philosophy is, "The egg is in the bird, as the bird is in the egg." What? <laughs> You're so right, bestie. So what? What's, what's going on? So yeah, he kind of like <laughs> introduces him to like uh, it's like very very rudimentary and wrong Buddhism, and this guy's like, that's crazy. Here's a cowboy saying. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so I love Doctor Sin. This is such a step up. Yes, the last yeah, one was rules, like, yeah. just like an okay film about something, and this one, is, <laughs> yeah, this is, is a big level perfect. up. Perfect, like yeah. mid mid era Roger Moore tier, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. mid uncle, good stuff. But the other thing mm. about Doctor Sin is that he has yeah, a woman yeah. with him. Uh, this is Leela Sin. 
Um, a woman who is ambiguously ethnic but still white enough to be an acceptable target for seduction in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. And he turns on the charm. And let me tell you, I genuinely, this is well written, right? Because he's he's been dancing with Eva, the secretary, before this. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're a, you're a blonde with green eyes. The woman I dream of is always a blonde with green eyes. And she's like kind of charmed. Then he like immediately ditches her for, for Leela Sin. And he's like, you're a brunette with green eyes. The woman I dream of is always a brunette with green eyes. <laughs> and it's like, that's, no, that's funny. He is a little that's bit of a hack. And, mm. like, the other thing is, it works. He, like, has this very strange way of, like, kissing her hand, where he kisses, like, the palm, like, the bottom of the palm where it meets the wrist. And it's just like, this is just, like, a little bit charming, you know? We we learned two things about Leela Sin. Mm. One is that she is Dr. Sin's sister, yes. mm. not wife. The other thing we learn, and I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry to OSS what he said here, but the other thing we learn is that her eyes are in fact brown. <laughs> mm, one of the main. It's, it's a real sort I'm of. I'm sorry, like... Uber, you were incorrect. <laughs> yeah, he's been able to go under the radar colorblind all these years. No, it's it... they are in fact very obviously it's brown. It's a, a real sort of like Janet Lee and um, Gone with the Wind sort of thing. They're doing their best with green eyeshadow and stuff, but you know the contact lenses hadn't been invented yet, so you do the best you can. Why not just change it to brown? Like uh, whatever. Yeah. So, so at this That'd point, be way harder. Than <laughs> yeah. Is it? He goes. He goes like sister. Interesting. Uh, uncle sex percentage going up right here. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so at this point, and his cigarettes stop yes. beeping. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, shit. I have to go smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like oh, sorry, my fault. <laughs> That's my smoke alarm. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Beautifully, just like hits the bricks, just leaves, just like mm. thanks very much, bye. Um, I have to go return some videotapes. Gets back to the hotel. <laughs> he does it like the guy in Consequences of Love. He's just like I'm out. <laughs> hits the bricks. We're a bit like Kronstein, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Love it. Yeah, I, I just I love a guy leaving a venue expeditiously. You know, that's one mm-hmm. of my favorite mm-hmm. things. Um, but so he gets back to the hotel, and in a bit of tradecraft, he has also. Got the host, uh, got the hotel room next door. So <laughs> instead of coming in the front door, he comes in from that room, climbs over the balcony. He like mantles over and meets Sonsac mm. on the balcony. And Sonsac's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I didn't expect you to do that. Um, and there's a guy in there who's going through his his papers, the file that Leacock gave him when he like briefed him. I was like looking at this guy, and I was like, "I know this. This yeah. is an early mm. level goon. This is mm-hmm. like a boss fight." What do you do? You like. Mm hold him up at gunpoint, you like jump him, there's two of you- no, of course not. What you do is you go in, straighten your tie, hit the light switch, and then stand there waiting for him to turn around, looking at him like, hey bestie, how's it going? What's up, Khan? <laughs> Let me have a martial arts fight and it's sick! Yes! Yeah, D- this is set in Asia so we had to get some martial arts. I'm mm-hmm. not qualified to tell you if this is my tie or not, but- It definitely isn't. It's fucking sick, is what it is. The- he gets- Good, well filmed. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's a point in it where he does do a move, which is like a jumping karate chop, and I'm not sure if that was. Yeah, I don't know if that's in any sort of martial art. But. I have two notes about this goon. Note number one, well, three notes, but the third one's a. Oh, big I one. have a third one. <laughs> yeah, but no, <laughs> note number one is that it, for a while he's just going for like a two fingered eye poke sort of. Thing. Yeah, that's that his main move. move. Yeah. He's primarily like, sort of like uh, eye poking style of martial this arts. This is the guy that got the three stooges. <laughs> they trained. They trained with him for years. Yeah, it was. It was a. 
It, it was later refined into a, like a more aggressive martial art by Dave Batista, Inspector. But uh, mm. yeah, he really <laughs> stepped it up. Yeah, no. <laughs> Second one, he then. This is the jumping karate chop you mentioned. He launches himself horizontally <laughs> across the good. table at, at OSS Sondusa for no effect whatsoever. Does nothing. Um, yep. And then. After getting his ass beat a little bit, after his hit points are down to like 60%, what does he do? I'd like to just go ahead and say, it's been a while, but Abby, you reminded me about the good nights, and I'd love to just give a little crusty to this guy. <laughs> because I'm sorry, what? no, he does not go above and beyond in the cause of killing anyone but himself. <laughs> that is true. What he does is, as soon as he realizes he, he's fucked, he tries to take a pill. Classic cyanide pill. Suicide pill, yeah. OSS stops him, gets it out of his hand, and he stands up and just fucking swan dives off the balcony for a running <laughs> yeah. start. And yeah. we track him the whole way until he, like, hits the ground. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's perfect. Beautiful. You're like, oh, shit. I guess that is above and beyond the call of duty, yes. Not towards killing OSS Sunday Not towards killing set, OSS Sunday set, it's, to make sure, yeah. it's the towards the call of duty of making sure that he doesn't get any information from him. And I think on that basis, that's very that's, true. That's the that's, a, that's one of the strongest Kronstein Rosette contenders we've had in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think yeah, we should bring him back. Also, also <laughs> yeah. the two guys who killed Double Nine are just down there, and they go and like pick him it's up like, and oh, cast shit. him off, which is just like, yeah. guess it's not gone well. Wordlessly as well, neither of them are like, oh fuck, did you see what John just did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do we have to do that? <laughs> no, fuck no, I'm not doing that. Like this, this guy, he was always too much. He- we were gonna go for drinks after this, and he was gonna tell us what we found. I, 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 I can't get over the fact that he's fucking dead. <laughs> just put him in the car and leave. It's a, it's a hard world being a henchman. It really is. It is. Yeah, yeah, no question. But they find, they find what what anonymous henchman R.I.P. Uh, was was searching for because he torn a page out of the case file. Mm. With Dr. Sin's name on it. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, next point of call, we go and see Dr. Sin. That's yes. right. And I have- God, what a fucking... He, he eats this scene alive. It's incredible. I love this performance. So, so, he goes to see Dr. Sin in his office. He, like, barges his way in in front of, in front of another patient. And first thing to notice, without his turban on, a turban he only wears one time, Dr. Sin looks like a hot version of Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Oh my god, you're it right. It's really genuinely yeah. unca- It's like if you put Ron DeSantis in the, like, Chad machine. Um, oh, that's sad to know. Yeah. And then what they do is they have, you know, one of the classic Bond-ish conversations where it's all through sort of, like, illusion. But Bond is like, Bond sucks at this shit. Like, do you remember Tomorrow mm. Never Dies where he just goes up to Elliot Carver and he's like, What's up, big man? No, you've been fucking doing uh, missile shims or whatever. Have you ever committed any crimes? <laughs> Talking to my lapel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas this guy, what he does, he goes in and he's like, yeah, I, I think I've been like uh, hallucinating or something because I could have sworn people have been following me and trying to kill me. Somebody's been in my room. Uh, and Dr. Mm-hmm. Sin immediately like picks up the dance he's leading and is like, yeah, of course. You know what it is? It's the climate. You've you've been having like mm-hmm. hallucinations, fear of persecution. Uh, You're insane, my child. Yeah. Quite insane. You gaslight. Yeah, gaslight. Gatekeep. Girl boss. And he he offers him a course of sissy hypno at this point. Yes, it's like he does. Would- <laughs> it's like, would you like me to hypnotize you? Stare into the spiral, <laughs> Doctor Jason's, and he gets he gets himself hypnotized. <laughs> yeah, it's so sissy. 
And then he's like, maybe another time. And then he's like, do you want some pills? And he's like, maybe I'll take <laughs> yeah, those another those time. Pills, the most poison that's ever been put in a single pill. And he's just <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably take him later, to be honest. And Doctor yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. like, like tenting his fingers and leaning over like, you could take him now if you want it. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fun. It wouldn't be rude for you to take him now. I'm just saying, I don't know. If you want, I can, I can tell you a little bit about the actor who plays Doctor Sin. I, would um, I looked him up. His name is Robert Hoskin. Mm-hmm. Um, you would probably not be surprised to learn that he uh, had a celebrated portrayal of Dracula. Yeah, And that that's sense. very much the energy that he's giving yes. off. It's like old black and white Dracula. Especially in this scene, just like as a technical acting note, his command of time is so good. He takes all Forever. the time he wants mm. to say those lines. And like, he's, yeah, he's just totally in control. Um, he died of COVID oh, at the no. age of 93. Oh shit! Well, that's one of the main ages to die of COVID. Yeah. Pretty good innings. Yeah, um, unfortunately, he is cancelled because <laughs> he married three times. Uh, the second time was when he was thirty-four, and his wife was fifteen. Ooh. Ah. So very Listen, sorry to say that he is a great actor, but he is unfortunately cancelled. I'll just say this: that, that pedophile can act. You know. <laughs> Man, yeah, shit. I I watched Chinatown a, a day or two ago. Yeah, <laughs> said something yeah. very similar in the group chat. It's like, God, say what you will, but yeah, it wasn't worth the horrific crimes. But man, talented. It was not worth it. Yeah. So so um. Yeah. yeah, this nonce of he fucking like absolutely it's like owns this yeah. scene. It's incredible. It, yeah. So at this point, he then OSS on set uh, decides, okay, well, I got to find this dude's sister and like seduce her. Um, Naturally. And so he runs into her and convinces her to go look at jades with him on the pretext mm. of like antiquing for a client. But th- the curious thing is this persuasion is done off screen. He's like, hey, do you want to come look at jades? And she's like, nah, I couldn't possibly. And the next scene is they're looking at jades. And I just like to imagine that in between those two things, he's just like, man. That's what I imagine as well. Like, man. it's definitely OSS for him to just be like, Come on, please. please. <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> He's like starts crying. It's just, please. It's my birthday. I'm gonna be fifty. They do this a couple of times where he's like, "Oh, do you want to go looking at jades, or do you want to like you know come to lunch with me?" And she goes, "I'm afraid that would be quite impossible." And then they cut to, and then they're doing it. Um, and the first time they do it, she says, oh, she says it sincerely, like, "I'm afraid that's quite impossible." And then they cut and they're doing it. The second time they're taxi, he says, "Why don't we have lunch?" And like she says it with a little bit of a smile, mm. like she knows she's gonna like you know, oh yeah, go on, I would have yeah. lunch with you. They have lunch by the river. It's really this, nice. This sequence is like almost a romance film at this point, like because we're all. Also seeing Dr. Sin as seducing Eva, the secretary, and like they're they're both putting the moves on each on these women. And like it's not uncharming from each one. Like it's like this I f- th- like considering, right, that a dude threw himself off a balcony to his death about ten minutes before, there's very little action in this and quite a lot of romance. And I f- I fear this may be a film for the girls. I think this may be girl coded. Mm. Um but so you think it's a girl film? Maybe, maybe chick movie. Yeah, but yeah. So what happens then is uh, knowing that Doctor Sin will be out on a date with Eva, OSS Sandy Set tries to with Sunset's help bug his apartment. Um, and in the course of so doing, he accidentally describes the function of a real and at that time I believe still extremely secret listening device called the Thing that the Soviets planted in the US Embassy in Moscow, because he has a bug, right, but it doesn't need power, it's just like, it's a 
like vibrate. It's like sound activated, a sound activated microphone and transmitter. Um, and it's like, oh, you, you accidentally did did that. You know, you did, you did a WikiLeaks by accident. Um, he's installing this thing, and Sonsek is like waiting outside. What I really love is that when when they test it, and he shows Sonsek how it works. Sonsek's in the van listening to it, and the 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 act of playing songs that could have just been like quite neutral, like okay, cool, I've confirmed that it works. But the way he plays it is like. He's so excited by this. He's like, oh my god, what a fucking cool gadget you've got, dude. Like, he's just smiling like, whoa! Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's all over it. Since decor also, incredible. Um, he's got mm-hmm. he's got a painting of Genghis Khan, just in cool. case you weren't thinking about this guy. Oh, classic. He's, he's, all of his, like, furniture is, like, that classic, like, wooden Asian-style fucking design. Like, all, mm. the, all the little cutouts. Beautiful. Just yeah. fantastic. It's this lovely. is the, the, the room of someone who fucks. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Children, sadly. Yes. <laughs> Jarring shifted. <laughs> One thing f- worse than a child. <laughs> oh, I fucked that reference yeah, it's, up. It's oh, only one thing worse than a rapist. One thing worse than a rapist. Child. A child. No. Uh, so yeah, Sonsek saves the day by like uh, honking the horn of the surveillance van when Sin gets back early, which allows Ursa Sondiset to escape. Also, we see that Eva is down fucking atrocious, right? Like she, mm. she's like, "Oh, doctor, I've I've got a sickness, and I think it might be getting worse. Could you like uh, take my temperature and the pussy with your dick?" And he's like, "No, nah, I can't. I gotta go back to work." Also, you're a little old for me. Uh, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> his his name is Doctor Sin, and like the the decor, the mm. what he's wearing. You know, my boy's got an anaconda down there. That's just, <laughs> and she's like. Let's fucking go. I want yeah, to see this yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. But she, she doesn't get it. Um, she doesn't get mm-hmm. it. Uh, <laughs> so there's somebody in OSS Sondiset's hotel room again when he gets mm-hmm. back. But this time, it's Leela. And I, I quite like this scene because the mm. first thing that happens is they kiss. She initiates. Um, mm. But she's not there to fuck him. So like that, that would be the kind of... In Bond, like, she'd be like, oh, I've actually realized I love you. Yeah, yeah, I have sex yeah. with sex you. Now. Yeah. But this time, she's like... I do fancy you and I do want to kiss you. However, I am also here to tell you something important, which is that you should leave Bangkok. Uh, my my brother uh, is a, is psychic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which that's, that's explicit. Yes. Okay. Um, and then and then she drugs his drink. Mm-hmm. The fucking switch around. I didn't see this coming. Yeah. I also I really like. There's it, okay. I'm I'm gonna start that sentence again about the phrase I really like because I'm about to say how racist this is. Um, <laughs> One thing that I do appreciate, I think, a little bit is that this this movie, A, it has a little bit of that, like, mysterious East-type racism to it, sure. but mm-hmm. that gets mixed up with the other racism that stops them casting anyone who's actually Thai in any, like, speaking <laughs> role, which means it's just a bunch of, like, white expats who all moved to Thailand and started talking about, like, psychic powers, yes. and that's really <laughs> unintentionally much, much funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's, like the, it's like the white guys in Squid Game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the exception of Sonsak, who is just like actually just like quite a nice normal guy. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. good. I like him a lot. So, so she drugs his drink, and for the second time in as many movies, this guy he loves to avoid getting poisoned, right? Um, so do I. Me too, man. <laughs> yeah, Fuck, that's true. Any day of the week, I'll take not being poisoned. <laughs> One of my favorite activities in general, but like the the way he does it is by taking a big like stage gulp of this whiskey and then just dumping it all into the fucking pot plant. 
which and then immediately going like, "Ugh, I don't feel so good," and faking it. And he keeps this up for the next like five hours of just like complete motionless coma. It's incredible. Like, what a gambit to take to be like, "Yeah, I'll see how this plays out." You know? Okay. I, I assume <laughs> they're not gonna like try and shoot me or anything. I'm just gonna. So I'm just gonna like, yeah, why not be unconscious? You know? He's like, I know how this shit works. They're gonna take me to Act Three. Yeah. And then I'm gonna get to see the layer. Functionally, it doesn't make it. He could have just drunk it. Like he doesn't do anything the whole time. He's like unconscious. Oh yeah, I guess he could have. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so they they get him in an ambulance because they had an ambulance ready, and you can like kidnap someone that way. And then they take him off the ambulance to a boat. And as they're carrying him to the boat, for a second, I had the kind of thought that only producing this podcast for like more than a year can give you. Where I thought, and you just engrave this sentence, ah, classic staged boat accident, was my thought. <laughs> oh, they're gonna put him in a boat and stage mm. yeah. Classic boat accident. Of course, they're gonna like weigh the throttle down and just point it towards something sharp. Yeah, you see. Um, mm-hmm. So Sonsak has, has seen and is following them, and also... Um, Leela is surprised to find that they're not taking him to the airport because her understanding of the plan was they were going to Yersey Bond off him, they were going <laughs> to knock him out, give him an ID document, fly him back to Washington yeah. and be like, now don't come spying again. That's the funniest um, thing to do to any spy is you just wake up back in the office and you're just like, <laughs> just be like, boy, <laughs> you have failed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little note that just says like restart from earlier checkpoint. Please do not try it's again. Like, oh, um, please don't send anyone else. Yeah, um, but, but she's surprised to find that actually they're like, ah, no, we are going to take him to the Sinister Base. Mm. Um, so they take him on the boat to the Sinister Base, yeah. um, which yeah. is run by a Sinister Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Leela objects, and she's taken away. Yeah, And then the Sinister Doctor goes, right, take him to the experimentation room, which uh, gets Sissy Hypno after all, you know? Take him to the device. Yeah, I would hate to be placed in the device, but they place him in the device. They put him in the I don't contraption. Think yeah. you would. I listen. I'm not under oath here. You Hang can't... on, I've got a drop for this. Oh God! L- listen, yeah, that's not, that's not oh, admissible. No. Ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, that it's, drop. It's yeah. the it's the helmet that makes you say ah. Yeah, no, yeah, um, no, not that, and not not <laughs> just just uh, just ah. Don't worry. But yeah, the, it's it's a it's a brainwashing device, and I'm sorry to bring this up again for like the second or third time on the podcast, but it's the dronification machine. Yeah. Fully. They're gonna fucking droneify my boy. They they like they they strap him into the chair again. I would hate. To be. Also, I'm. He's already responding to a number. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I I would hate, by the way, to be. Well, no, that wasn't the joke I was gonna make. The joke I was gonna make is that I'm just very gratified that brainwashing in French is lavage de cerveau. Like it is just washing of brain. I'm like this pleases me, you know. Um, but so they, they strap them into the it's, thing. It's a, it's a brainwashing lie detector, basically. Like, it's the machine that forces you to tell the truth, yes. or it kind of annihilates your, your brain. Yeah. Um, and just as they're about to strap him down to it, what does he do? He stands up and he uncle chops the scientist. Classic. Immediately. He, 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 like, gets him into the device, uh, he, like, uh, straps him down to the device, uses the intercom, and what he does is he has a handkerchief that makes you sound tight. Um, that's his second a gadget. gadget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just puts a handkerchief over the receiver, and he's like, in sort of square brackets, tie voice. Yeah, because there's good two goons to the uh, sissy hypno room, please. And this well, this first works. he does he does torture this man. Oh, you're right. He tortures him first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And yeah. Uh, so um, he, he goes like, "Who are you working for?" 
And the dude says, oh, it, it's like, uh, the, the name of the group is, it's described in the subtitles as the elected people, right? Now, a closer translation to English, but one which would have some uncomfortable resonances, would be the chosen people, right? Mm-hmm. But when it's translated as the elected people, it's, it's peuple élu, um, you then have a secret agent going, who are the elected people and what are their aims? Which is very funny politically. <laughs> <laughs> who is this constitution? What? The elect in the Calvinist sense. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not the chosen, but that's, yeah, yeah. that's something else. Well, it, it literally, anyway. well, we'll get to that, because it kind of literally is, just not in an intentionally anti-Semitic way. It is in an intentionally racist way. Um, but yes, because they they say we're well, we're a group of wise men yes. who want to eliminate all of the quote parasite races. Yes, um, mm. which means uh, yeah, which which means um, both the U.S. and the U.S.S.R. Uh, in particular to avoid uh, nuclear yeah, he's war. He's Doctor No um, shit, you know, neither neither yeah. east nor west, right? Uh, yeah, and we're going to do this using a new plague virus. Uh, we killed 009, by the way, at the start of the Neither film. east nor west, but a secret third thing, Asian. And it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. China time, question mark? Yeah, <laughs> question mark, China time? They're, sp- they're on, like, uh, fucking Stromberg wet Blofeld, like, ah, we will <laughs> yeah, start yeah. a new life under this the is, sea. If we you've will- started listening to this podcast without having listened to any of the Bond movie ones we did, incomprehensible sense. Yeah, Johnny Sins, he's sort of doing like a wet Blofeld type situation. Um, yeah. And basically we don't have to say anything else. You should get that yeah. from that. So he, he calls the two dudes in and he gets he he get he gets them a gunpoint and then he ties them up right with a microphone cable. Mm-hmm. And a, but he he picks the funniest possible way to do this. this and is, I, yeah. I'm gonna struggle to explain <laughs> yeah, it. I, yeah. I would hate to be tied up this way. He like he gets them back to back lying down and then he ties like each arm to each arm, so they're sort of like t- like T posed almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a push me pull you. Yeah, 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 exactly. But and and they're just sort of tied together like this, and they just fucking leave some there. Mm. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, okay. He does um, the flying he, karate he chop says, again. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Because he says to Leela, um, "Okay, I'll distract the remaining guards uh, mm. and run it by running into the jungle. You go the other way. Get the boat. Meet me on the other yes. side of this little island that we're on." Mm-hmm. And then it is a fantastic leaping through the air, Uncle Chop, mm-hmm. to knock out a guard. It's beautiful. It's one of the best Uncle Chops mm. we've ever seen. Yeah, oh, I mean, so yeah. good, yeah. like Olympic gold Uncle no Chopping. <laughs> uh, so he has this this sequence where he distracts the guards. Um, and he doesn't kill any of them. Even when he has like when he grabs one of their guns, he just kinda of, like sprays he it at does. their feet. I'll get there. He sprays it at their feet and they're kinda of, like making them run away kind of way and like grins. And then mm-hmm. a guy up a tree, up a palm tree, takes a shot at him and he just like remembers he has a gun and fucking executes him instantly. Because that's yeah, like he does he does kill that guy. Dishonorable, I guess. I this is also I'm also like provoked violence, yeah, like you know is, he, he declines to shoot an unarmed. This man, is funny is nice. too, because like they do have a lot of sort of Rambo-esque bits where like he's hunting them. And it occurs mm. to me that this is kind of to the French war in Vietnam as Rambo is to the American. Where he's oh, that's just... so funny. I mean, this, this so movie right. came out ten years after the Battle of Dien Bien Phu. Like, he's he's literally like Fuck. butchered that pronunciation. Uh, but like he he's like hunting them through the jungle, he's like turning their own like weapons against them and shit. Uh, he's he's being smarter than them. 
And I'm like, yeah, interesting. There's some some politics here. And then to top it all off, he kills a guy for like hiding and for fighting dirty. You know, Dien they were just Dien referring Fu. to the VM. Uh, they were referring to it as like the Vietnam War at that point, but just about France. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like America was trying to get him, but like they're gonna have their own Vietnam War. Tragic. <laughs> <laughs> it, in many ways, Vietnam is gonna be America's Vietnam. Um, <laughs> There's a quote yes. from Ho Chi Minh, by the way. Leela <laughs> <laughs> uh, runs through the jungle in heels and retrieves the boat, and they get on the boat and they speed away. We get a boat chase. Boat chase, more. Mm. Yeah. yeah, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Little Roger Moore yeah. boat chase. It doesn't have any music, which is um, it's, um, it's just um, we need a we need a little bit of like a bad up, like something. The rest of this movie soundtrack has been so bombastic. There was a point where I literally wrote down, I would buy this on vinyl. Me too. It's really good. Also, we get the least earned vehicle explosion in a minute. Yeah, I cheered. I cheered out loud when the boat exploded. He he like kills one of the guys on the boat. The other guy just like turns it wrong and it goes into into (laughs) it. So you can see the way they film this. It drives into like the coast and it explodes. Mm -hmm. But the way they film it is... Boat driving into coast, cut. Boat totally stationary, boat exploding. Exploding, yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Listen, it's a henchman vehicle. Yeah. One of the main tenets of the henchman vehicles is that it has to explode no matter what. <laughs> the, the whole time they're escaping, they keep cutting back to the tied up guys. And I just fucking lose <laughs> it every so time. <laughs> I, yeah, I wrote, meanwhile, the boys are still having a rough time. Because <laughs> they're like trying to untie it. <laughs> <laughs> and they drive back to the ambulance where Sonsak, again, great acting from this guy, is like, you know, really worried. He's like, how am I going to follow him? And then he drives in and they're like, yay, we're all reunited. Yeah. It's so nice. Meanwhile, across so ahead town, of time. Leacock is interrogating Hogby, uh, this British guy with a moustache. And he, first of all, Hogby is absolutely rinsing him. Like, he, he's like, oh, yeah, I bet it was the fucking plague that came from the thing. Fuck off. Right. But mm-hmm. then Leacock delivers maybe the line of the movie um, where he says, I know your British stubbornness is t- I know your British stubbornness too well to convince you with proof. And it's like me at the All fucking right, gender clinic. Yeah, got our asses. Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. But he says, you've been delivering these vaccines. Mm. Some of them have been delivered to a clinic in Burma. That doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Burma and there's nothing fucking there, sunshine. <laughs> vaccine the size of a tangerine. Tangerine. But you said you've been delivering vaccines to this clinic that doesn't exist. Like, you, you know, mm. you've been giving out these PPE contracts to your pub landlord. <laughs> yeah. None of this stuff works. <laughs> these companies, like, don't exist. It was set up by some fucking guy from Miami. Yeah, what, what the fuck's going on? all that money that went to Marion Miller's legal defense fund anyway? And he's, and mm. Hopi's just, like, sweating. He's like, just, mm. well, so Hogby seems to genuinely not know anything about this. Mm. He's, he's just like, I don't fucking know. Like, fuck off. Who, 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 Simple as, don't like it. You see Laporte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, voici. Anyway. Vo- voici Laporte. Yeah, voici Laporte. At this point, we have to get rid of woman for a bit so that we can do a movie. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, which is classic of a genre again. Um, they, so they, they, s- dump, they dump her with um, Sonsak's family. Yeah. Yeah, so Sonsak's mate Prasit. Who just like is living on a boat? It seems quite nice. He's got like a nice family. Yeah, like, Son- Sonsak's like, "Hey man, can you look after us?" And immediately this guy's like, "I will stake my life on her safety." And I'm like, "All right, we, okay. we we all have friends like that." I mean, we for, do. for two of us, they're you, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's Oz. 
So OSS Nandi said, um, he's he's going to go somewhere. So he calls down to the hotel reception. He's like, can you get my car ready? Because he's been given 009's cool car, which we haven't oh, seen yet. Yeah, he comes down to the garage and goons have tied Ooh. up the real garage workers. And they're like, yeah, no problem. We'll bring the car. And they put a fucking time bomb in his sick ass yeah. fucking car. The, the goon guy is so pleased with himself at his own car. Oh, bomb. yeah. He's like grinning. He's like, right, what we've done is we've said it. So every time you turn the ignition off, it counts down. Every time you uh, every time you turn the ignition off, it stops counting, right? So he has fifteen minutes of driving time, and at the end of that, I think it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. At the end of that, I thought then, it reset every time. Yeah, yeah. At the end of fifteen minutes of driving, the car blows up, so it won't be too close to the hotel, so we won't have any like questions about it. Um, mm-hmm. They're then. I finally given my boy a cool car. Yeah. It's a fucking sick two tone convertible. Yeah, it beautiful. Rocks. It's so good, and and we get some like thrilling commute footage, but. Yeah, we get some cool jazz music as he's driving along. And like the clock's ticking down and like It makes sense trying to kill an American secret agent by assuming he spends a lot of time in his car, though. It's it's like poisoning his burger, you know? It's like you just assume it's gonna be along sooner or later. But he goes to see he goes to see our man in Thailand, Leacock, and he gets there, and Leacock's fucking dead, baby. He's dead on his desk. Knife in the back. Classic of the genre. And Ava is nowhere to be found. So he's like, okay, well, she she's clearly betrayed them. I gotta go drive and see Somsack. Drives over to Somsack, gets there. There's like clocks still ticking the whole way, like stuck in traffic, and it's it's so good this sequence. I really love it. He's cutting back to like the timer, and we all know what it means. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. He has no idea. Clueless. Parks the mm. car. There's like a minute left. Um, point again. Clueless. He, he yeah. He goes he goes to speak to Somsack, and Somsack's like, yeah. To be honest, not much has happened. And then. He says there's a handover happening tonight at the docks. They're going to swap the vaccines yes. tonight. Um, and and then, then, then the guy, like a, a gun, comes through the door and he's like, "Do you know how expensive 120 film is? You piece of shit!" <laughs> Cameras guy <laughs> is back. <laughs> he's ready to go. It's like I will fog your whole fucking life, son. He's, he's, he's got. He's got. It's like. It's the guy from the. They only invented color film last year, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how <laughs> fucking? It's like taking a sledgehammer to a dude's like PS5. You can't do that. Mm, but so, can't do that. Shit. But so, so this guy's like, great. Uh, I'm gonna go to the thing. Uh, give me a car keys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we've all seen the shape of this. Yeah, I know it's just something that's like. Sure. All right. Whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, you got to be careful. The brakes are a little bit. <laughs> well, Sony said doesn't know about yeah, he the doesn't know. <laughs> He's just like reflexively smarmy. He's just like, yeah, you got to be careful with the car. Uh, d- d- dude gets in the car, fucking explodes. Drives it 10 seconds down the road and it just explodes. And it cuts back to us. <laughs> We're both looking at it like, huh? <laughs> says, who is that guy? He explodes. And then Sony said, goes, who was that guy? Yeah. Uh, but like, Incredible. actually, who was that guy? The- Straight up for real, who was that guy? Like, <laughs> but, then, but then, Sandy said, I don't know where he gets his information, but he goes, no, he was a Nazi. He, has like- he doesn't even, he's not even involved as my head color. That was just a different guy. He was just taking photos at the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has nothing to do with the plot. Uh, uh, so I- how does Sandy set find out that he's a Nazi? I don't know. He's just like he had a German camera, or he was just yeah. like reaching for. It. He was just like, oh, oh Voigtlander, interesting this dude. I just got killed. Oh, he's probably a Nazi, ex-Nazi. Mm. You know, it's like the it, it's like the new OSS on set thing where he's uh, in the German embassy, and they're like, you know, not all Germans are Nazis. And it's like I've heard that theory. 
He's a French dude. <laughs> he's like a French dude, of course. He's like, yeah, he's probably fucking nuts. He was German. Yeah, that guy's a Nazi. Uh, yeah, fair. Yeah. So, so they really go. To, they go to the meet. They bring. They bring Prasic. Oh, I'm sorry, not yet. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Alan. I'm sorry, but it's it's funny to leave the bit. Oh my oh. god. Okay. <laughs> I'll remove my stuff. No, no, no. Before, before that happens, um, Leela hears on the news that Sandy Set's car was blown yeah. up with a body inside, and she presumes that that he is dead. So she goes to see her brother and like pulls a gun on him. Mm. <laughs> on, hold on, hold on. Actually what happens is she she stands up and the entire Thai family watches her as she slowly virgin walks away down the gangplank. <laughs> mm. She just gets up and just walks in like mm. perfect virgin walk. Yeah. She, she, she goes back word. to see her brother mm-hmm. and it's just like, why did you kill Sandy Set? And he he gaslights her and says, I didn't want this to happen. You know, come back and and, and join me in the evil lair. Which he does. And then we go to the docks. Then we go to the docks. Yes. They bring Prasit, who is now free of, like, you know, uh, woman-minding duties, along. I love how much Prasit is just, like, some guy. Like, he's, mm. li- he's literally just, like, not even some guy, he's some guy's friend. <laughs> just like, <laughs> but he's in on this, 100%. Like, he's ready to go. Uh, and so, when they switch the, uh, uh, like... Vaccines, vaccines for the plague tainted vaccines. Oasis Sandy Set like dives in the back and Prasit and Somsak follow him. Um mm-hmm. and this leads him to, of course, the lair, right? The second lair. Underneath a monastery. Yeah. There's a yeah. secret lab. And this is maybe one of the all-time in the genre of labs. This is one of it the looks greatest so good. secret labs I've ever seen. And let me tell you, yeah. I might have seen more secret labs in movies. Than anyone else on Earth, save for you two, mm. who I'm tied with. Mm. And it it's perfect. It is peak. There's like 30 fucking guys in there. Mm. Every single test tube has a different colored liquid in it. It's all smoking. Shit's bubbling. It's foaming. They've got rats. Yeah. They're all like swirling Erlenmeyers up to the candles and shit. All different colored glass. Yeah. And then. They've got rats. They're extracting rats' blood mm-hmm. for something. For, for the plague. Obviously, to get mm. the plague in the thing. Um, it's not where the plague yeah, it's not where comes from. Uh, um, and, and so then... Yeah, they're really embarrassed when they find that out. An alert goes off. Yeah, we've just got like a regular vaccine, but it's also like mostly rat blood. <laughs> that, that, that was the truth that like Ed, we've been trying to tell you about the COVID vaccines. They work, it's just they're also 80% rat blood. Yeah, you just have to decide if that's worth it for you. Yeah, yeah. It's like Sylvester Stallone and Demolition Man. It's a rat burger, but it's good. Yeah, the mainstream yeah. media doesn't want you to know about the rat vaccines. So- the best vaccine I've had in years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that rat blood. But so, at this point, the tannoy goes off, and it's like, uh, the, the supreme leader would like to address you now. Please don your sick-ass uniforms. Which they do. Yep. Movies used to have like long shots where just a large group of extras walked from one location to the next. Yeah, you, and I'm all it's about good. it. It's sinister. It builds the you tension. You march yeah. a group of extras around these days, but um, you barely I'm do. For Napoleon, to be honest. Um, mm. Yeah, and then Sandy Set follows them discreetly, of course, of course, and they go into like the big briefing room, and Doctor Sin is there in a fucking Dracula cape. Yeah, mm. I I wrote right. down all caps sick cape, like. And he's like, here is the evil plan, okay? Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Sandy Set has like uncle chopped a guard and like stolen his gun. He's like, okay, what we're going to do is um, we are going to exterminate everyone on Earth who hasn't been immunized against our new plague by our special rat blood yeah, vaccine. Yeah, which is, which is like a bunch of like us 
Asian question mark guys and this one white woman, which in <laughs> itself is quite funny, yeah. right? It says we will eliminate quote barely evolved nations with their primitive philosophies and their criminal atomic experiments. Yeah, it's interesting to the atomic angle this takes. Um, yeah, because he's talking about the USSR and the USA, hmm. which is interesting. He's like, ah, fuck them all. Like nobody can be allowed yeah. to have nukes. We're gonna Maybe kill everyone Thailand and start again. Only. Again, like, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Again, a little bit hedging their bets just for who would win the Cold yeah. War. Thailand, yeah, yeah, yeah. unexpected dark horse, but you know <laughs> yeah. we're going to be eating Tom Kai in the White House in in like a week's time. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, no USSR, no USSA, just big Thailand. <laughs> that, listen, they they're France. They just lost against Vietnam. Clearly, they're just like, all right, well that. That zone clearly are just like the winners. Just don't, I guess. don't like us, I guess. Yeah. No, I I kind of support Big Thailand in this one, but um, yeah. So yeah. So he also so he's doing his fucking like billions must die routine, right? He is. I think a lot about the, like, the billions must die thing. Like, here's here's the thing about this guy. Mm. He's serving cunt. Oh, yeah. Okay. He is. He looks great. You know the bit in the third Star Wars movie where. Luke rolls up in like the pure Gucci black yes. suit to kill his dad, and you're yes. like, "Okay, faggot, like, what are we doing here? Let's go, baby." This guy, he's wearing full black, right? Nothing but black, all black suit. He's got the cape on with the red in the inner color, like Scottish widow type shirt. Yeah. Um, and his belt is linked up with a fucking like gold um horse bit, like the fucking oh, thing that goes across Gucci the top of the Gucci gang. slides. Yes. And I yeah. was there like, "You slut." You piece of fucking shit. <laughs> this is this is how Ron DeSantis's fans imagine him as Führer, is the thing. Um, he mm. looks so good. Yeah, He's so, killing it. He looks like Dracula, yeah, which yeah. he is. And, and then there's just Eva there in, I, I guess, like the Black Hammer Reparations Corps of Thailand. Mm. <laughs> and, 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 so, and so she's like, are, we, are you sure that billions must die? And he's like... Dude, you are literally like you are one white woman away from white woman extinction over here. Like, what you fucking now? <laughs> you are the last white woman. Yeah. Sandy set uh, gets him at gunpoint and holds him hostage, but then he is he is in fact uh, captured. Mm-hmm. And Eva's Eva's like, do we do we have to exterminate the world? Like, must I- billions die? I just got into this for the dick. Mm-hmm. Like, I d- really didn't want to end the world. I just wanted the penis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, billions must die and then penis. <laughs> um, so she's like, ah, He doesn't fuck. even promise her that. He's just like, regular billions must die. Like, he's not even necessarily going to die. He says, he says, you must, you know, like, your duty is to obey me, which, like, you mm. could read that as horny. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's, it's always horny when people say, say that to me. Mm. Um, but, mm. uh, <laughs> just remember the last time I said, your duty is to obey me, to someone named Eva, and mm. <laughs> was very quickly put in my fucking place. Um, so, yeah, shame she feels cake. bad. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, she goes to see uh, Leela, who is depressed, mm. um, and uh, says, hey, health. Mm. Once, I'm checking in on my blokes, brackets female. Um, Sondi said he's alive, not dead. Yeah. He's being held prisoner, so we got to rescue him. And she's she's ready to go on this, like, immediately, which I oh, appreciate, yeah. you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Girls rock. Mm. Oh, yeah. I like, that, I like that Eva has, like, an ethical objection to what is happening that makes sense in the context of her character. She doesn't just suddenly change her opinions about everything we do see that she's kind of got like in over her head that she did just want to fuck this guy and then found out that he's like super hitler yeah i mean uh, you know we've all had that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. a hard thing to do 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, at this point, Doctor Sin has now taken off his his cape and transitioned. <laughs> She's like, "What do you mean you voted Tory?" <laughs> and has, <laughs> has transitioned to a sick Nehru jacket, like yeah. Doctor mm-hmm. No style. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Right, bring him into the fucking uh, Force Fem surgery room." Um, yeah. Yes. What we're going to uh, do is, firstly, mm. we're going to give you an injection to make you sleep for three days. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to put you on a plane back to the US, like we were going to do before, because it's funny. But we're also going to give you the disease, you're so you are going. You're the vector yeah. that will convey this to the United States. Good luck, cunt. Smart, yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, Leela, like they chloroform the nurse, and Leela puts on yeah, her mask. They, they fuck up the um, the blocking a little bit, and Eva chloroforms this woman in the eyes. Which, Ooh. ow, <laughs> sleep tight. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. But because she's wearing like a face mask and a nurse outfit, she is able to like go in, pretend to inject him with the plague vaccine, despite the fact that Leela has like extremely cunty eyeliner on. Mm. You think you think he'd notice that, but whatever. Um. And un- unstrap him from the strapped uh, operating. I would hate to be, etc. And <laughs> then, as as Doctor Sin is moving in to like, I'm not even. I don't even know what he's gonna do. They've already. He thinks injected him with the plague thing. What's he gonna? No, they. He thinks he's. He's about to inject him with the anesthetic and uh, then okay. the plague why, thing. Why give him anesthetic? Uh, it just he's... to put him to sleep so he can go not back to monsters. the US. Because oh, I thought if you injected him with the plague virus and no anesthetic, he'd immediately kill himself. Uh, yeah, he'd also probably he wouldn't get on the plane. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, a fatal error. Like, yeah, I'm not going home actually. Mm. He'd do what Jane Bond does and get call in an airstrike on his immediate position. True. <laughs> he'd do what Jane Bond does. <laughs> Yeah, at the end of the James, like, wait, I know what you, you meant. Stage. I was just struck by the fucking phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> like, just put that on the tombstone. OSS Sandy said he do what James Bond does. <laughs> what Nintendo don't. <laughs> Sandy said does what James Bond didn't. This is what James Bond didn't. OSS does what James Bond didn't. James Bond didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. Just <laughs> gonna tweet that on the account. <laughs> it does, but James Bond and. <laughs> oh God! In many ways, we are the modern Cisco and Eva. <laughs> we are! Didn't you hear the previous bonus episode? Fucking listen to that. That oh, was really good analysis. God. Oh, God. Okay. So, OSS fights yeah, Dr. Sin. Yeah, he frees Sin. himself, and Dr. Sin has moves. Like, he's like Ooh, the last like does. endgame boss. Like, yeah. you think he's just some guy, or you think even maybe they're gonna do some shit where he, like, tries to, like, hypnotism fight you? No, no, no. His plan is to beat the stool shit out of you. And, like, <laughs> yeah, it works. no. Like, he's forgotten his, like, specialism thing now. He's just hitting he, you. He uses the operating table as a weapon, which is cool. Yeah. It spins it around, hits Sondi's set, spins it the other way, and hits his head. It's really Badass, good. Yeah, um, Eva bursts in and gets shot by a guard, which, oh, I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, classic, classic killing a woman by mistake. Bullshit, yeah. Mm-hmm. The guard, mm-hmm. no, the guard, in fact, shoots her for real because she tries to wrench his gun oh, away and, and the guard just like kills her. You blood. can always um, go for a cop service weapon, <laughs> but, but watch out. Your tax is paid for it, that's yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she, um, I love this. This is one of the all time like base alarms. 
because Sin runs and yes. he presses the red button, which makes everything red. Yes. <laughs> and then Smart. they forget to keep applying that sometimes, so some of the shots it cuts back and it's not red, just so you know that they're really half-assing this. He, There's a chase sequence. He, like, books it Dr. Evil style, which I appreciate. He's, like, jogging. Um, he's got mm. good cardio as well, like, good strength, good cardio. He's, like, you know, maybe he's onto something, you know? Um, runs yeah, through, no. Runs through a couple of, like, rubber sheets that are disguised as doors, which is for some reason really funny to me. I really love those. Because, yeah. because mm. the, everyone who interacts with them treats them like regular doors, and that you can see them like flapping. Um, and then he's like, okay, I got one last move here. The rat corridor. Release the rats! Yes! <laughs> Dr. Sid pours out the rats. <laughs> oh, there's fucking rats! So, so there's rats in cages along both sides of this room, right? It's a pretty mm -hmm. narrow room, and what he does is he like turns a key or something and like presses the button, and then those those cages rotate and just dump all of these fucking the rats. rats like out of their fucking house. I hope no animals were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, is definitely pre that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, animals were harmed. Some animals um, may well have been harmed. Rat mm. harmed. Rat harmed. He goes, do you know how you make a, a rat king, um, <laughs> Mr. OSS? <laughs> yeah, it's closer to this than it is in Skyfall. Um, you dump all the rats into a corridor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> question mark, question mark. Yeah, it's kind of Thailand like time. Sandy set like shoots up the bar. He shoots the red barrels. Yeah, they're in the <laughs> red barrel room. The and so Sin just like falls off a catwalk while he's lying there. Sandy set like lights up the red barrels in the red barrel room, and he just fucking explodes. Classic. It's kind of well. It's it's not clear to me at least that Sandy set meant to kill no. Sin by doing that. Whether Sin is just killed in the course of escaping the base. They, they haven't quite got down the villain deaths yet. Yes. Sin is definitely doing better than the last one, and that he's he's killed. Escaping his own base, yes. He, he doesn't just like immediately kill himself. <laughs> like the last, last bit of boom. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but his death isn't in any way ironic. He doesn't die like at the hands of the plague rats or like of hypnotizing himself or any, any shit like that. No, he just like dies of exploded, which is, you know. Yeah, I think peak is he tries to hypnotize him and then like OSS just like pulls up a big mirror or something or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's. Yeah. Anyway. We have an action sequence as they escape with Sunsack and Prasa. Yeah, I was going to say, this is where a lesser movie would end. But no, this one, mm. this one is like, are oh, you still going to get out of the base? You still going to have some gunfights? And so what yeah, this the is. The final level is escape the explosion yeah, on a timer. Is, is these guys run up in like individually, singly, from different angles. And mm. uh, OSS Set does a perfect Bond spin and like shoots one of them. Mm. And, and Prasa is like fucking throwing grenades out of the van. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah, I they, love they it. Escape in the and van. Then they escape. The lab buzz up, and the world is saved. They, they, they have a kiss, but he has to like steady her because of how bad every vehicle in this movie just bounces up and down. Yeah, yeah. Leela applies for a kind of sexual Kronstein rosette mm -hmm. by aggressively <laughs> yeah. making out with him as he's driving the car to the point where he like stops the van and pulls over and then kisses the responsible her, which I really thing liked. to do. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roadhead. Well, technically, we are on the road. That's right. And that. And that's the end of the movie. Shadow that's of movie. Touch of Evil of Panic in Bangkok. Do you know what this movie did not miss? A single thing. Aside from casting someone who is not a danger to children. It did not miss J.W. Pepper. That's true. I am so glad that we did not have 
of random dude from Louisiana who was OSS Sondi set. <laughs> Apart from OSS Sondi set. Yeah, we only had Sondi one. set himself. Um, who was just like Sondi sets, just like sidekick in country. I was fucking dreading something like that. I was like, because of course, as we know, uh, JW Pepper was killed some years later by Thai police. That's right. That's right. Um, I was dreading him, like seeing him in the background. And like, I'm really glad that he didn't oh, turn absolutely. up. Absolutely. I mean, so. I have a couple of thoughts about this movie, which is, it is quite racist. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I do want to say that because we were all talking about how much fun we had watching it. We did. Like, it was a good time, but it is also quite racist, both on the basis of, like, uh, I guess Thailand's going to win the Cold War with, like, underhanded Asian duplicity, but also because, like, uh, you know, the guy's sidekick is Thai, but he's also, like, they remain on to like very formal terms that you know they refer to each other by surname, and the, the dude says at one point like it's very educational working with you, and it's like hmm, that's a little bit, little bit kind of like uplifting. I think it's definitely. I mean, you know, we we can't necessarily grade on a curve, but mm. compare this to say Quarrel sure. in Doctor No, and like yes, it is the treatment of Sonzak is racist, but it could be so much worse. Like he's like well acted, he's like respected, he's given things to do. A lot of that's a lot of that's the acting, I think, which is very well done. Uh, I, I think also some of it is like the cultural context is different because now if we kind of like um if we watch a movie where a white dude and a Thai dude are like working together as equals, we go Oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, nothing further to, like, if anything, that's quite progressive. Whereas, if you're in a French movie audience in 1964, and you watch, like, a, a white guy and a Thai dude working together as equals, you might immediately understand that to be a relationship of, like, unequal, sort of, like, racial prestige, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, oh, check out this guy, he's, like, you know, indulging him and stuff, you know? There's definitely like a, a bit of Orientalism too, in the sense of like, oh, the East is mysterious, and like potentially like people have magic powers here and shit yeah, like that. Then, then like, again, oh. so does the Wild West, apparently. Which, just, yeah, just yeah, I don't know, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Despite all of that, it it never really felt like mean natured with it. It's very true. Um, yeah. and I know that's not necessarily a, an excuse, but. You know, in terms of its watchability, I would suggest remains pretty high. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, the, 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 I had a good time with this one. I just flatly enjoyed me watching too. it. I knew it would be fun to record. Uh, hmm. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that, like, keeps me going through fucking FX 18, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for every FX 18, hopefully, Christ alive, hopefully, we get at least one shadow of evil. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, we don't have to just sort of like express our feelings using pathetic, puny words. That's right. We We've can enter- solved film criticism. <laughs> That's right. We can enter into the domain of pure mathematics because we mm. have a science-based <laughs> rating system. It's called the SCUM system. It stands for SMARM Cultural Insensitivity, Unprovoked Violence, and Misogyny. So, how SMARMY is this movie? Extremely. Extremely. Right. Extremely. It's high. Yes. Yeah. This isn't so much a sin. This is the one where if you've got it quite high, it's 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 sometimes it's fine. Okay. Like this yeah. is this is a comedy movie for want of a better way of putting yes. it. Like this yeah. is mm-hmm. it's leaning into the comedic beats more often, so it is a lot smarmier. It's it's up there with the. I Mors. think it's smarmier than than Sedition. Mm. Yes, the first OSS yes, film. Easily. Yeah, to which we gave a four. I I could see my way on this to like a five or a six potentially. 
I'd give it a five, yeah. Five? Yeah. yeah. I I'm not going to argue a five. Okay. Yeah. Cultural insensitivity. And this is a bit of a vexed one, too, because, mm. like, again, we don't want to grade on a curve, and we also can say, like, this is a movie that is culturally insensitive, or this is a movie that is racist, that has different and maybe better motivations for it, or that is, mm -hmm. like, you know, in a way that compromises mm. its your ability to watch it less, even if you're, like, you know, mm -hmm. affected by it personally. I don't know. But, like, I, I think that this is fairly racist, but at the same time, if you compare it to, like, if we put it at, like, four or five, you compare that to, like, what other movies we've put in that bracket, there are some, like, really sort of ill-natured, mm. like, contemptuous depictions within that, like, four or five yeah. range. Like, in terms of characters of colour having, you know, things to do and names and being, you know, welcomed as part of the plot, it's better than even some modern films That's that we've true. seen. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I think you, you kind of would struggle to to get a character like Somsack in, in some modern movies, which is fucking damning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, and, and, you know, again, three white people talking about how racist the movie is, right? But, like, mm. it's I, I would put this up there with, like, three, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I could see it. That's the same as OSS... Uh, the first one. Sound, that sounds about right to me. Although that that one was for crimes against Corsicans, which not the same. Um, yes, <laughs> unprovoked violence. He does torture one guy. That's true. He does torture one guy. He does zap a guy, but during that in... he does explain that he's racist, which yeah. I think is praxis. And in the sort of man from Uncle mm -hmm. thing, where it's specifically the guy who was about to torture him. So it's like mm. turnabout being fair play, and I think I was quite harsh on that when we did the Man from Uncle, uh, the the twin, the mm -hmm. like Army Hammer one. But like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and again, it's the same sort of. But the guy is a Nazi. Yeah. Well, we so. gave that a two for unprovoked violence. Yeah, I could ah. see my way to a two. I, the rest of the time, I mean, he does kill people, but you know, it's he's being shot at. You know, it's provoked. I mean, it isn't gory with the torture at all, partly because they don't have the you know effects for it. But like, they don't really do anything to him. It just like makes the dude answer him. I I I might even yeah, I go for a two. That's fair. And also, we see in a nice touch, we see that dude later on in the base escape scene, and he's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, okay. I can see it too. too. Yeah. Misogyny. I mean, it's hard to avoid the sort of recurring thing, which is that whether you write it this way or not, OSS Sandy sets dick, it makes you not evil anymore. Or at least desiring it makes you not evil anymore. Um, mm -hmm. on, yes, it is the yeah. short end of a wedge. Well, um, Ava's, Ava's turn to the good side isn't because she loves Sandy Set. It's actually because of an ethical objection to Sin's plan, which I quite that's like. True. And yeah, and Leela, I mean, she, they she's saved the day. Well, Sin's got the dick that makes you evil. Ah, so the uh, two yeah. things, it's, it's like a Daijutsu, you know, the two things are in. Yeah, he's like, he's like a dark reflection of OSS Sandy Set in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> So, but like the the women have agency, they they do things that affect the plot. I I like that they are. In fact, both of them actually have ethical objections to the plan because when Leela discovers they're going to kill him rather than like prank him by putting him on the plane <laughs> back to Washington, she that's when she's like, okay, this has gone too far. Oh, yeah. I thought we were just pranking this guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he. We also see her waver a little bit because you know, and then she goes back to her brother, and and when she thinks that Sunday set is dead. Yeah, and I mean, he he, do, like he does. Her. Follow Eve up the stairs and like take a picture and follow her to work. Um, yes, he does. He he, mm -hmm. he does kind of like ask her if she wants an enlargement. 
there's no women of color unless you count Leela being sort of like Asian-ish mm. question mm-hmm. mark. Yes, true. She's a white actress. Like I yeah, I I, I think it's it's up there, but like four I again I don't want to four? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I could do four. Give it a four. Yeah, for sure. Well, um that gives us a total score of fourteen. Wow. Um, which is Better than the first Sandy set, and is generally pretty good. Um, it's you know definitely still into double figures. The best film we've ever had is still Born Identity on six, but like compared to uh, Goldfinger, which came out the same year, that's twenty three. I mean, like Bond wouldn't get down that low until On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Which yeah. How, mm-hmm. how does it compare to the Moors? Is what I want to know because I think that's what we're kind of grading it against. It's it's yeah, it's it is a media war. So, um, what did, we started on Live and Let Die with Roger Moore, which is yeah, the worst one film at 28. Yeah, Man with a Golden Gun was 22. Spy Who Loved Me, 18. Moonraker, 17. For Your Eyes Only was uh, an 8. Yeah, that's so true. we randomly got a really good one yeah, for so Roger Moore. Sort of like distributed so, more or less averagely within the Moors. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, slightly lower than average, I think. No, that's not bad. Because Octopus yeah, was a 23. Me- median and Moore. Um, mm. We. <laughs> <laughs> in addition to this, we actually also because we we made some noises about this earlier. We we've got a couple of medals that we give out every so often. Oh yeah. Um, we we've got the Kronstein Rosette and the Goodnight Cross. If you're not, if you are just joining us and you haven't listened to um the first season, Kronstein was a guy in from Russia with love who was mm-hmm. objectively right. He outsmarted mm-hmm. Bond at every turn, and then he just got killed at the end because nobody got what he was trying to do. Yes. <laughs> and ever since then, we have, uh, we've honored our underappreciated villains by giving them the Kronstein Rosette. Good night, similar, but she was nice in uh, Man of a Golden Gun. Well she was just like a really good character who helped out all the time, but got treated like dog shit Mary by the movie. Goodnight. That's right. Uh, so, so, yeah, I, I think we are forced to award a Kronstein Rosette to... Nameless martial artist, the suicide, suicide guy. Yeah, the fuck, the guy who fucking yeets himself off the balcony of the Hotel Erewhon in Bangkok. Yes. Um, R.I.P. to a real one. Yep, I'm yeah, yeah. Just let her down as brick hitter henchman. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the good night cross uh, goes to. I'm gonna say to Sunset. Yeah. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Well, <laughs> what a beautiful uh, little. Review, you know, and in mm. many ways, this is the sort of new frontier of film criticism, and I feel very good about it. I think it is. I think so. Uh, I really enjoyed that film. Me too. I had a good time watching it. It's long; it's like over two hours. But I really like Uber, and I really like Kerwin Matthews, so He's I didn't great, mind yeah. spending that time with him. He's them. not in any more OSS Sandy set movies. I'm sad to say. By the time we get to the next oh, one, no! a different guy. Yeah, for the last one, I'm afraid. A different guy. Oh, Only the two. Oh, that's so disappointing. It's a shame. He's a good actor. I liked watching him, but those mm. days are over. We have to get to bad actors. Oh, I can't remember the last time I watched a, a film for this podcast and I cheered out loud mm. during it, the way that I cheered when the boat exploded. And my, I even wrote, yay, in my notes. <laughs> I, I stood up and clapped when I saw the, the lab for one thing. Mm. The cape, mm. when I, I had to pause and like write down sick cape. It was like I did a lot of this we're already reminiscing That's about right. this film. Remember we're going to miss it. We just watched. We, no. we <sighs> have a Patreon. We do an extra movie. Uh, it's it, it was a more serious one last time when we did the consequences of love. Now I mm. I'm not sure whose turn it is, but I believe it's Abigail. Abigail. Ooh, I have some suggestions. Please. I'll discuss okay. them off mic. Well, perfect. Mm-hmm. In which case, join us for that, and then the next mainline episode is going to be. Oh god. The next mainline episode is is codenamed Tiger or. <laughs> 
the tiger likes fresh blood. Um, <laughs> the tiger on the shelf, okay. fresh. Beautiful. Is it an OSS one or no? Yeah, it's, it's also uh, if if we have a bunch of these in a file, and it is the smallest file of any of them, which means it's going to be a low quality video. Six hundred and ninety megabytes. Looking forward to file. it. Thank you so <laughs> much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Au revoir, à bientôt. OSS does what James Bond didn't. <laughs> what James Bond didn't. <laughs> Decorating my cake with James Bondant. Au revoir. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. Um, in two weeks' time, on the free feed, it's the next free episode, which is the thing um, that I said on the episode. If you can't remember it, it was minutes ago. Jesus, just hit the back 30 seconds thing like twice and you'll, and you'll be there uh, three times now if you've heard all the rest of this. But if that is... But if that is simply too long for you to wait, um, then we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash killjamesbond, all one word. And next week, we're going to be watching Abby's pick, which is... I can exclusively reveal Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, that's right, with early days, Taika Waititi. Looking forward to it. And speaking, of course, of our beautiful patrons... Thank you to our 15 pounds and above patrons, the most beautiful of them all. Uh, and these are a full list of the most beautiful patrons enumerated. Not in any sort of order. All of these people are equally beautiful, just to be clear. Um, Dottie, Candy Fox, Freya Aloysius, Gustavo Lira, Jack Holmes, Mike Berg, Hannah Oberhart, Nick Boris, Power Dad, Jason Hager, George Rohark. Uh, if you got in touch, by the way, between the previous episode and this one, I recorded these two jazz outros like 10 minutes between each other. So um, next time, if you've corrected me, next time it'll be different. Uh, Kentucky Fried Comet, Yarick, Drone Lover, Cohen Enright, Natamori, Alaya, Labor Delender Est, Library Hitman, Beef Crime, Jack Drummond, Callum Burney, Max Game and Heart, Jonathan Gurde, Kit Divine, Hell, J. Martin Del Top, O Mothman, Trip, Emery, or Emerus, I can't decide. Choose quickly or I'll pick one. Uh, a trans robot, Trucker Blood, please don't take that into actual, I don't care. You take as long as you want, my darling. Maeve Victoria, Roth, Rosie Can't Fail, Touchful Tips, Joyous Uwu, Zan Hutchin, David Alexander, Steve Widdishins, just the worst. Stephen Calvert, Isopod Gal, Bronan, Clarification, Alex, Violet Cyber, Liz and Ash in Florida, Annie, Ruby, Noblesse, Oblahaj, John2089, Corvid Cultist, Wolscott, Connor's Cool Big Sister, Varatsukart, Sengshen, Ramona Random, Katie Brobst, Emily, Queen of Sloths, Zoe Shepard, Electrova Cyberpuppy, Abigail, Quinn Valeri, Loz Pycock, Alfredo, Mortran, Al Owing, Turfseat Shit and Die Alone, Wolfie, Philippa Smith, Finn Ross, Millie, Josh Simmons, Robert Greensmith, Lauren Baston, Mega Combi, and Grendel Growls. Thank you for making this show possible. Um, because just started drawing a hair in the other room and I think you can hear the hairdryer. Um, sorry. Bill James Bond is Alice, Abigail, and Devon. Our producer is the wonderful Mr. Nate The podcast art is by Maddie Lubchansky, and our website is by Tom Allen. See ya. Mwah. <laughs>